it's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by Flint composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Program. Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll get A through social it. distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Tom Sumner. It's Friday, which means coming up in the third half of our three-hour tour, we have uh, a musical guest. We're going to have uh, we're going to hear new music from Todd Gilbert and chat with Todd a little bit. In the second hour of the show, we're going to talk about a uh, a new fitness app for gamers called Hero Trainer. We'll have the uh, founder of that uh, free mobile app uh, joining us uh, by phone. Yash Jane is his name. And uh, But first, I saw a uh, Facebook post uh, this morning um, on Wendy Liebman's page. She said, uh, we've landed on Mars and I haven't been to the grocery store in a year. Um, we're going to talk a little bit closer to home even though that is significant uh, news about landing on mars in fact i think i saw somewhere that on board the rover that landed on mars there's a helicopter but we're going to talk a little bit about local transportation and some new technology and how that's impacting things at the mta with the uh, ceo of the uh, mta here in Flint and Genesee County, Ed Benning joins me by phone. Hi, Ed. Welcome back to the show. Oh, good morning, Tom. Thank you, and uh, it's always great to be on the show. So I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, you know, I mentioned uh, new technology. I'm looking at a uh, a news release from MTA that talks about uh, some game changing safety improvements, and I, I want to talk about those things. But first, um. You know, referencing back to my comment about Wendy Liebman's Facebook post this morning, comedian uh, Wendy Liebman out in uh, Los Angeles, um, are people are people going anywhere, Ed? How, um, 
you know, I know MTA is doing a lot for people that have doctor's appointments and so on, but what about um, some of the Uride services uh, and, and trips to the grocery store? Have they been affected by by the, the pandemic and, and people not leaving their homes? You know, uh, Tom, all of our services have been impacted. Um, it varies by type of service and uh you know, we've all been challenged uh, over this last year with the pandemic, but uh, we've made every effort to uh, keep service on the street, make sure that it's it's very safe for, for those, for the riding public, for our drivers. Our fixed routes that operate in the city, uh, in the uh, urbanized area, uh, those are still operating at about 50%, somewhere between 50 to 55 percent really our your ride, our your ride service is operating uh right now we're about uh 60 uh, percent of, of where we were uh in the past and with the your ride service in talking to clients that may not be utilizing the service right now many of them report they intend to use it but their locations that they would normally go to have been uh, either closed or have infrequent times that they're able to travel there. And but as soon as those come back up, those passengers, you know, intend to uh, to come back and, and utilize your ride. But your ride is still continuing to provide transportation for people to uh, to go to get groceries. People go to work. Uh, people go to uh, medical appointments and uh, a church and other other things in the community. And so. Uh, although it's not where it was prior to the pandemic, uh, we're still providing you know an awful lot of service uh, in the community, and that particular service on Sunday is free. And so, as long as individuals sign up by Friday, they can utilize uh, the your ride. Those that are eligible can utilize your ride at no cost. Same is true on our fixed routes on Sunday. Uh, it is it, the service is free. For, for everyone, and we encourage people uh, to utilize it. Our regional services that we're providing, about 10,000 rides a week for individuals that live in our community, access jobs in, in the other counties, uh, it's not where it was. It's, it's coming back, uh, but it's extremely uh, slow in that process, and uh, it may be some time because many of those uh, locations where they were going to, uh, you know, job uh, vendors that provide parts to General Motors and, and Ford and others, uh, they haven't come back up uh, full steam, if you will. And so uh, that ridership is is continuing to to uh, kind of linger as we go. But uh, we are getting new requests from uh, others to add service. So we're, we're re-looking at our regional service. Now our Rides to Wellness, was, it was amazing. We shut down for uh, just over a month with all of our service except your ride to prepare our vehicles with barriers to make sure that safety was not compromised. And with our Rides to Wellness, we actually put a plastic hermetically sealed barrier between the front seat of the car and the back seat. And um, that service, when we started back up, it almost automatically went right back to the prior levels. And now the demand for that service and new demand 
by individuals and organizations that want to be part of it uh, continues to uh, to grow. In fact, we're looking for about 50 drivers to come in and just drive our cars wow. because that type of demand is there. And um, we feel it will continue as people age in place and people need medical transportation, they need transportation to get groceries, prescriptions, uh, to be able to you know, basically have a, a great quality of life, that service uh, will be needed. And yesterday, one of my staff uh, presented to the American uh, Academy of Pedi- Pediatrics. And it's the Pediatrics Association. And they're very interested uh, in taking our model and using it across the country. The reason being, so many little people never get to their doctor's appointment because mom and dad don't have a way to get there. Wow. You know, you talk about the uh, transportation to people for work, and a lot is uh, going on. Even even some of your staff, I know, is uh, working primarily from home, and there's this whole idea of remote work. Will that, when when we get back to normal or a new normal of some sort, um, is do you think you'll get back to full speed or will that idea of remote working create a little bit less demand well i believe that there there will be uh applications uh in our organization where remote work makes sense you know we're, we're doing that now we have very few staff that actually uh come in but they come in certain days to take care of business uh, in our HR department, for example, we're continuing to hire, so staff uh, must be there to, you know, accommodate hiring people in, and uh, that's quite a, you know, quite a change to that process. But uh, in our accounting areas, people must come in to get our payroll processed and, and other things. But it's amazing to me the um, the creativity that the staff has shown in that regard and so many are working from home with a laptop a printer and you know a phone and you know uh even myself i i work remote when i come into the office uh i limit my time in the buildings and uh when i come in the office i'm signing things but today you do a lot of docusign you know on the computer all right and uh, I do so many remote interviews uh, this one i'm doing right now is on, a, on my iphone and uh, I was on one yesterday for two hours with the Michigan legislature, and it's kind of the world we live in. But, you know, Tom, going back to your question, I have been an advocate for, for a very long time uh, about the fact, like, for example, with our customer service department where uh, we're basically talking uh, a lot of phone activity, that that activity can be done from a person's home. They don't need to be uh, necessarily... Uh, come in to set in the cubicle. Right. And uh, much much like Blue Airlines has done in the past, we have been working to develop uh, a model uh, that would, you know, assimilate uh, that. And uh, I do see that in the future, we're going to have a number of our departments that will work, work remote. And I've talked with some business people that, that say, oh, my, it's terrible. It's inefficient. It's ineffective. Uh, that's not my thought. I, I think... Uh, our people have done extremely well, and uh, we've moved many projects and many activities during this time, and we continue to. And I think that list is 
would really be astonishing to others uh, that we can do this during these times working in a, in a remote environment. Now, I would imagine with your with your drivers for the various uh, routes that they're all required to wear masks. Do you require riders to wear masks as well? We do. We require our drivers, uh, all of our drivers, to wear a mask. We provide masks, and, and we make sure that the drivers change those out and, and you know, follow all of the sanitation uh, requirements. But we do require our passengers to wear a mask uh, when they board. If they don't have one, we'll give them one. And, uh, you know, we will not be in a situation like on our fixed routes on the bus service uh, I don't want to place the drivers in a position that they deny someone to board because the person don't have a mask. We will offer a mask if the individuals opt not to wear a mask and uh, the driver stops there and is dealt with when they, the bus arrives downtown. We have very little of that. We, I would say we probably have 98% that uh, is following all the rules and they do everything. It is a national requirement, and we have put out the CDC information to make people aware that this is a federal, you know, this is federal. This is not the MTA, and uh, I think the cooperation has been great. Uh, but I will tell you, if someone wants to board and uh, they want to be difficult, uh, the passengers on board normally take care of it for the driver. And, uh, <laughs> the person will put a mask on. So, that's you know, that's good. What about what about vaccinations, Ed? You know, we hear a lot about frontline workers. Are you, are your drivers? Uh, where do they fall on the list for receiving uh, vaccinations? Uh, well, our drivers are one B, and they'll be the next up. And uh, you know, we're telling them to sign up if they're interested and get prepared. So when the vaccines are available, it will not become a um, requirement by the MTA, but we want to help our employees uh, to get the vaccinations and uh, w when possible. Uh, but we're right now 1B, so we're kind of in a, in a holding pattern in, in that regard. Uh, I will tell you that one of our neighboring properties, uh, which is SMART, that is in Oakland County, I just talked to the CEO. We had a, a great meeting the other night and talked about many things. He uh, was given uh, the opportunity for 250 of his employees that are frontline to get the vaccination, uh, that became a valuable, I think, because of uh, what was going on in the distribution at that particular time and moment. And only 50 opted to take it. And so, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know if people, where people will be with that, but we're, uh, we're, letting our people know that uh, we'll do everything we can to help them to get it, uh, but we're not going to be in a position to say without it, you're not working. And so uh, we are actually transporting people to the vaccination sites. Oh, great. And uh, so we, we don't get the frontline preference. They'll move us up because, you know, I have so much time, you know, to provide the service, but uh, that part's worked very well, working with the health department. 
Ed, I have to take a, uh, a short break here. Can you stick around for a few minutes? Because I want to get to some okay. of this new technology. My guest okay. is Ed Benning from MTA. We're going to take a short break. Let our broadcast partner squeeze in a few words. If you're streaming us, we have some messages Hello, as well. it's me, Tigger. T-I-double-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs> I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Wearing a mask helps prevent the spread of COVID-19. Wear your mask correctly. Wash your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds before putting on your mask. Holding the ear loops or ties, make sure the mask covers your nose and mouth and secure it around your chin. Try to fit it snugly against the sides of your face. Make sure you can breathe easily and keep the mask on the entire time you're in public. To learn more, visit cdc.gov coronavirus. The Tom Sumner Program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wacky stories we call the X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. Imagine a journey down a picturesque riverway. Imagine your Flint River, 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources. The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490.
Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. The Tom Sumner program.com. The Tom Sumner program.com. This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. And welcome back, everybody. We're talking this hour with uh, the head of MTA about some new technology. Ed Benning is uh, joining me by phone. Ed, thanks for uh, sticking around, and um, sorry to make you sit through all that. No, no. I always always enjoy your show, so uh, thank you for having me on. Um, We were talking about... uh, vaccination and and mask requirements and and all of that but um i just got a a press release uh, here uh, a week or so ago um talking about well maybe it wasn't even that long um talking about some game-changing new safety improvements and i wanted to bring that up you've got um what is a quantum wheelchair securement system uh, well, and we does have, the rover uh, on Mars have one? <laughs> <laughs> well, they should. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, make it fully accessible uh, at all times. Well, we've added to uh, our fixed route vehicles, we've added a new self-loading securement uh, docking station for those that utilize wheelchairs as part of their daily commute. And the beauty of this new securement um, docking station is an individual in a wheelchair typically would get, you know, would board the vehicle and then require the driver to um, belt them in to uh, access all the tie downs and go through all that. There's an awful lot of interaction that takes place. And in that process, the people that are in wheelchairs lose a lot of their own independence and in be able to just board like everyone else and just ride. So the new units, they actually are, are self-loading, uh, self-securing, uh, and uh, they work extremely well. And uh, the riding public that utilizes wheelchairs really uh, loves these new uh, securement devices. There's no need for the driver to get out of their seat and interact and, you know, with COVID and, and all of the social distancing, uh, it certainly lends itself to that. At the same time, it provides a much a uh, higher level of um, uh, riding experience for, for the public. And, uh, and putting those into our vehicles, uh, the cost of that was just under $400,000. And uh, luckily, we were able to do that with CARES Act money that we received during this process. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that um, because MTA has continued to operate, and you're talking about some of the uh, different services being at 50 or 60 percent of what they normally would be doing. And and then the, the question uh, arises that, uh, you know, how do you manage to pay for that and, and still give rides away for free on Sundays? Well, you know, the CARES Act money... <laughs> Uh, the CARES Act money was a real blessing to us, and uh, that federal money we received allowed, uh, provided for us to continue to pay our drivers uh, to make sure that that um, they were continued to uh, receive 
income and be um, employed during this very difficult time. We obviously move people into different areas. Some of our services we didn't have quite the need, so we we uh, transferred people to where the higher needs were at. But it allowed us to, and we continue to, to be able to pay those wages and and provide the uh, the benefits uh, utilized in those funds. Now on our our fare box revenue, you can imagine, uh, with so few, you know, with less people riding, less revenue coming in. And uh, there was a time when we had everyone board through the back door. We did not want them up by the driver. We didn't want them. We wanted to get on and ride and get off the back. And that went on for a period of uh, well over a month, almost two months. And uh, the service was free, totally free, seven days a week. And then we then made that change to have them board to the front with mask, and and we made the changes, putting barriers around the drivers and such. So uh, the CARES Act funding we received has provided us the opportunity to. It's basically survival for us, and it's allowed us to continue services even when the services, uh, the demand is is much lower. We are uh, in the state. We are. Uh, we are the exception in some cases, and um, because and some systems have made decisions not to operate and, and been down for a very long time, and you know that's up to them. And uh, we felt that it was important to get people, uh, make sure people were able to have transportation to work. You know, you go to the grocery store; there's people that work there, and many of them utilize public transit, get to and from work. People that utilize public transit to get their groceries. And so we realized being an essential service, we had to figure out a way to, to make it work and those funds allow us to do it. Well, I don't I don't know how often it is that I uh, open my email and find that I, I, I have uh, an announcement from MTA about some new procedure, some new service, some new technology. And it's... Um, and it makes me wonder where where do some of these things come from, Ed? Like the the quantum wheelchair securement system. Well, you know we're we're looking we're always looking at ways to enhance the experience and make sure that we do it in a way that uh, safety is our highest priority. And uh, with the pandemic, we've added you know uh, sanitizing stations on board, free mask on board. Barriers we built around the drivers. We didn't wait for the industry um, vendors to provide them. We built our own, and uh, we added wheelchair securement because we felt that was another way to reduce the interaction between the driver and and the uh, person in a wheelchair. We also um, have been working on a contactless fare system, and we just recently picked the vendor. We will be moving to a new system where there'll be contactless um, fare payment in the future, and we'll be rid of all of our old fare cards, and we're going to a new technology, and I can't wait to get there, but these things all take time, and so uh, that is uh, right now in the works, and we're excited about it. The other is we just added a new air filtration system to our buses, and what it does, Tom, is it provides... 10 billion ions per second that can clean the air in the vehicle for COVID, SARS, and other things of that nature. 
and we've added those to all of our fixed route vehicles. We've added them to all of our regional buses, and we'll be moving forward to put them into all of our smaller vehicles uh, as we can equip them. You know, it's interesting. Um, uh, airplanes have um, pressurized cabins, and, and they recycle air and so on, but people don't think about that with ground transportation. Do you have to have air systems on buses? We uh, actually, we're not required to have those. We, we do provide, you know, the AC and the, and the heat um, as needed, but we don't have, this is a first for us to actually to be scrubbing the air in the vehicle in addition to the other things we're doing. And so this is yet another higher level. Um, I can tell you from my own experience in, in flying, uh, and even most recently, that the it's amazing what they've done uh, for cleanliness uh, in the airline industry. We felt in transit that we could do something very similar by purchasing the proper equipment. And so we're really proud of the fact we've been able to do that. And with this, now where did where did you get the idea for this ionization uh, air filter system? Well, um, part of it came from uh, research by staff to look at you know what other possibilities are out there, what other things we can do, and uh, I'll give you an example. When the pandemic first started. Our employees, we actually hired medical technicians to be on duty to take your temperature, to check you, talk with you, make sure that you're not sick before you went to work. Well, we then moved to a kiosk that we all must use, and it takes our temperature. And if, by the way, if you don't have a mask on, it will tell you that you're required to have a mask on. It will give you a red light. And um, so as you go along, we keep ratcheting up the technology and what we can utilize, but comes from research, the best practices that we're hearing uh, around the country, and uh, there's there's an awful lot of these type of things that are now becoming available. But uh, we actually uh, was seeking uh, additional things that we could do uh, to make sure the public felt comfortable and that they were very safe. And I will tell you that I, I'm very proud of our people and what they've been able to accomplish. But the riding public should not be concerned at all about riding um, public transit in, in the Flint and Genesee uh, County area because uh, we went to a great degree to make sure that uh, it's a very clean, safe environment. Every day, those vehicles, matter of fact, after every passenger in our cars, drivers are sanitized and disinfecting before the next person gets in the car. Uh, Ed, we've talked in the past about some of the alternative fuel technology that MTA has uh, um, added to, you know, its its fleet, and 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 it makes me wonder, especially uh, with what's going on with uh, Texas and and their loss of power and energy for not having winterized their infrastructure. How are these alternative fuel vehicles holding up in the the cold weather that we've had recently? Uh, you know, actually, uh, very well. 
Um, we've had a great experience. Uh, our fleet now of large buses is centered on compressed natural gas. And uh, the only thing that we've noticed, Tom, in that regard is our fueling station during the very cold temperatures uh, are, is a slower fill for our vehicles. And so we have a public side and a private side of the station uh, that was built by consumers, our partner. And we've been utilizing both sides of that. We're now looking at uh, some enhanced uh, compressors that will help us. Uh, but uh, the vehicle's on the street, no issue. Uh, we operate a extensive fleet of propane vehicles and even our hydrogen. And across all those, we really have not had any issues. That's good. Do you, do you see a time when uh, you might be uh, putting electric buses on the road? Well, you know, the all-electric vehicles, there's, there's a push uh, or a lot of discussion at the federal level. I've been on, uh, actually been in a Zoom meeting and a conference meeting uh, this week talking about this issue, and there is some money that uh, is available through a grant. It's a notice of funding availability called a NOFA. There's uh, about $180 million that's available for uh, zero-emission vehicles. There's a push for all-electric, but uh, I'm not quite there with all-electric. I lean more towards uh, hydrogen because hydrogen is uh, a zero-emission vehicle. We have uh, 11 years' experience dealing with hydrogen, and it's been uh, I think it's been great, and it's a proven winner. I have uh, many transit systems, uh, friends across the country that have went in all in on electric, and um, they've had some concerns. They've had some problems with uh, being able to keep their vehicles on the road, uh, the cost of the electricity, and uh, in some cases, they buy 25% more vehicles than they need to be able to get the dwell time to run the system. And in the Midwest, that all scares me. And so uh, we're going to put in for hydrogen vehicles. And uh, we get some of those. We'll expand our hydrogen station. We make our own hydrogen. It's 99.9% .9 pure. It's the purest hydrogen you could possibly get. And we've been, we've been making it for years. We will expand that if we have more vehicles so we can you know, fuel more vehicles. But uh, on electric, I will tell you this, that as we replace our cars, because that fleet is now well over 200 cars. And I'm looking, we're looking that that very well could become 300 uh, cars in the future that we'll be looking at electric cars. Uh, I'm, I'm very interested in electric or alternative fuel uh, cars, but we're looking at electric and looking at some of the options. And, and so that's in our future. Now, Ed, you, you were talking about making your own hydrogen. Um, does that mean that there's little chance of, of running out or, or running into the kind of problems that people are concerned about that talk about peak oil, for example? Yes, you know, back in 2007, when, you know, in eight, when we had the real estate bubble burst and all the cost of fuel, we all remember we were paying four, over $4 a gallon for yeah. Uh, for gasoline, and, you know, we lost. We used all of our fund equity, and uh, we actually was in a deficit situation as a result of the fuel because at that time, 
we were using 1.3 million gallons of diesel a year. So we were kind of stuck, if you will. Today, we use less than 100,000 gallons of diesel. Wow. So you know, we now have ourselves in a position where, you know, we use these alternative fuels that we don't have near the concern about shutting down uh, the system because of some of these quirks that happen in the weather around the country. And so, uh, you know, we feel that we've positioned our, ourselves well there. Um, with the hydrogen, we uh, actually uh, use a proton uh, unit to uh, compress uh, water and electricity and create uh, hydrogen and then fuel one of our vehicles. And uh, that vehicle, the water comes out of the tailpipe of that vehicle, Tom, you can make your coffee. It's that, <laughs> it's that, I mean, it, it's that, uh, it's that good. <laughs> so, yeah, it's all this water coming out the tailpipe, it's like a big golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, so, you're able to make sufficient quantities of hydrogen to yes. fuel buses. Is, is that something that um, you might do more of going forward, or um, are you looking at other alternatives as well? Well, I think that, uh, you know, we, we'll look at all the different uh, uh, alternatives that uh, are available, but um, one of the things that uh, we're looking at is a static fuel um, fuel cell uh, system. And I visited out in the Palm Desert Sunline, it's out in California, and uh, they generate all, their whole fleet is hydrogen. And so I went out to look at how do you generate, you know, larger quantities and a static fuel cell um, tanks that can be utilized. Uh, is the answer, and so we would beef that up and produce uh, and, and use the proton units. Uh, we might even go to a reformer and use natural gas. Uh, we did not have to use that in the beginning because uh, we were we were actually making so little it didn't make sense. But as we move forward, we may switch over to use natural gas rather than use electricity uh, as that component, and so. Uh, we, we recognize that along with asking for some of these new zero emission vehicles and the money comes with it, that we'll also ask for an enhanced station. And so um, I feel really comfortable spending education, I can tell you that. <laughs> no stretch, but every day is like going to school and we've learned so much, but uh, my comfort level is, is really right there. And I can tell you whether well, the alternative fuel time that we operate today, our system, we have cleaned the environment up in Flinton, Genesee County, like you wouldn't believe. The tonnage of um, particulate that has been removed from our operation on a daily basis, uh, the numbers are staggering. So we're really proud of that. Do you think some of the changes that you've made, specifically some of the changes that you've made during the uh, pandemic, like ionization, for example, and... Uh, um, you know, some of the other precautions, the distancing and, and uh, um, less person-to-person -person contact. Are those things that you would want to see continue when we get back to whatever normal is going to look like uh, when the pandemic is yes. put, to, put to rest? Yes, yes. You know, I, I think that uh, if we set the pandemic aside for a moment and the fact that 
we all are aware that we have seasonal flu, you know, influenza, and we have other issues, and we have never taken such a uh, staunch position on dealing with those issues. Uh, but I think it very much is going to be a part of uh, our organization uh, for the foreseeable future. You know, the fact that we, we always do our very best to make sure our vehicles are clean and sanitized, but this new level we're operating at, um, if this thing tomorrow, you know, they were saying, well, it's all over, uh, we would continue to, to do many of the things we're doing right now. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, interesting, um, Ed, uh, Asian countries, for example, like Japan, uh, the, the people there um, routinely have, for decades, uh, at least a couple of decades, um, worn masks whenever they're in crowded public places or on mass transportation systems. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think it makes sense. And, you know, I, I, as like I mentioned, when we're dealing with seasonal flu, and we know that uh, people go and get your, I get my flu shot every year. Our, we are employees, we provide them for them. But the reality is, is that we could do a lot more in that regard by continuing to use safeguards and um, understand that uh, the cleaner the environment they operate in, the better the outcome. Well, Ed, it's uh, it's always a pleasure and an education when when I get a chance to talk to you, and and it's important to let people know just just how cutting edge MTA has become under your leadership. Yeah, well, thank you, thank you, Tom. You know, we're we're really blessed. We we have great support in the community, and it's because of this community that we have been able to do many of the things that we have been able to accomplish. And I'm so proud of our employees and the work they put in. We, you know, I couldn't say uh, enough uh, about that, and um, it makes it very exciting to to uh, go to work when we can go to work, even though it's remote now, and to be able to bring these many changes. And, you know, in 2019, we were named the urban transit system uh, in the country for a mid-sized transit system out of 3,500 agencies. And I say that's not about me. That's about a great group of people that are all pushing to do the right things and helping the community. And so uh, it's uh, probably the reason I haven't retired. I'm not, I'm not in any hurry to do so. <laughs> well, Ed, uh, keep up the good work. Where can uh, people go to find out more about MTA and about what we've been talking about? Uh, it's on our website, Tom, which is uh, www.mtaflint.org. And uh, the information is there. And um, if individuals want more information, additional information, uh, right on that site, you can actually uh, put in comments or ask for additional information. We'd be happy uh, to provide it. We also love to come out and do presentations. Today, many of those are uh, remote through Zoom and go to meeting and many things. But we uh, we actually uh, want to do that in the community. And uh, I know you know Stephanie Converse. Stephanie's oh, been doing a lot of that work in the community. And... Uh, uh, is prepared to uh, to come out and do presentations for any group that would like to hear more about uh, our services. Well, Ed, thanks uh, thanks again, and as I said, keep up the good work. 
Yeah, thank you, Tom. I really appreciate you uh, uh, having me on today. And uh, stay safe, my friend. All right, take care. That was uh, Ed Banning, or Ed Benning, rather, um, who is uh, the CEO at uh, MTA Flint. And we've been talking about some of the uh, new and cutting-edge things they do at MTA, and I look forward to my, my next conversation with Ed because, as I mentioned, I always I always learn a lot when I talk to Ed. He's always looking for new stuff. Anyway, we're going to take a short break, let our broadcast partner squeeze in a few words. If you're streaming us, we have some messages as well. Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. If you are sick with COVID-19 or think you might have it, Take steps to help protect other people from getting sick. Stay home except to get medical care. Call the doctor before visiting. Separate yourself from others who live with you. Wear a mask to protect others. Cover your coughs and sneezes with a tissue and clean your hands right away. Avoid sharing items with other people in your home. This includes things like towels and bedding. Be sure dishes are washed in hot water or the dishwasher before anyone else uses them. Stay aware of how you feel. If you start to have difficulty breathing, or if you're worried about your health, call your doctor. For more tips, visit cdc.gov. Hey, this is Tom. Most of the music you hear on the Tom Sumner program is provided by local artists. Tune in Fridays for live music and conversation with some of the area's most talented singers, songwriters, and performers. Hi, this is Greg Nagy. Hey, this is Hoppa. Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions. Hi, this is Alexander Zonjic. Hi, this is Mark Farner. This is Maurice Davis. Hi, this is Rochelle Ray. Hi there, folks. This is Sweet Willie T. Hey, this is Steve from the Nashville office. I'm Gwen Pennyman Hemphill. The Tom Sumner Program, celebrating the rich talent pool from Flint, Genesee County, and throughout Michigan. children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing! Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond. 
where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air, where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums, where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses, and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. Tom Sumner, program.com. Tom Sumner, program.com. Hey, this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. I took a ride on the bus the other day, and it convinced me once and for all that there is a school for bus drivers. <laughs> because they couldn't innately know what they do. They would have to go to school to learn some of these things, and I would like to take you out of that school. Uh, as we enter the school, there's a course going on in which they present the bus drivers with actual situations they'll encounter while driving their buses to find out how they react to it. And as we enter the course, we find uh, the instructor talking to the student bus drivers. Uh, you men have now completed what's known as the basic course in bus driving. In this course, you're going to be presented with actual situations you'll encounter while driving the buses. And it's primarily designed to find out whether you're just going to be, uh, well, good bus drivers or possibly one of the great all-time bus drivers. <laughs> bus drivers like uh, the legendary Larry Strickland, uh, probably the greatest bus driver of the 1930s and possibly of all time, Neil Norlag. <laughs> I, I'd like to take one of the students, uh, Johnson, you want to get in the bus, uh, and oh, uh, Mrs. Selkirk, you want to get back to your marks back there? Uh-huh. Uh, good. Here, here's the situation, Johnson. Uh, you've just pulled into a stop. You've discharged your passengers, and out of the rearview mirror, uh, you notice this old woman running for the bus. Okay? You want to you start running now, Mrs. Selkirk? <laughs> okay, let's see how Johnson goes about handling. Uh, hold it, hold it, hold it, Johnson. Uh, you're, you're pulling out much too fast, Johnson. <laughs> See, uh, she, she, she gave up uh, about halfway in the block, you see. <laughs> yeah, what, what you want to do is just kind of gradually ease out, you see, so uh, you're always holding out the hope they may be able to catch the bus. <laughs> oh, another thing you want to watch, a lot of these old women, they'll, they'll run at three-quarter speed, you see. Then, then they'll put on a final burst and they'll catch up with a bus, so. Uh, Graham, you want to be the bus driver? Yes, Mrs. Selkirk, you want to get back to your mark again? All right, let's try it with Graham. Same situation. All right, you want to you start running again, uh, Mrs. Selkirk? Mm -hmm. 
Okay, let's see how, how, how Graham handles this situation. All right, fine. Uh, uh, did y'all see how he slammed the door right in her face that time? Uh, that's, uh, that's known as your perfect pullout. Uh, oh, one other thing. Uh, it wasn't part of the problem, uh, but uh, I want to compliment you on it. You blocked both lanes that time pulling in. <laughs> Uh, okay, and Mrs. Selkirk, I think we'll take uh, situation 13 this time. Yeah, you want to you get in the Chevrolet? Mm -hmm. uh, Graham, this is a situation you'll very often encounter. You'll be driving along your route, and uh, all of a sudden this car will pull in front of you, and on the back will be caution student driver learning to drive, uh, something like that. Okay. All right, Mrs. Selkirk, you want to pull in front of Graham and see how he, how he goes about handling this situation? All right, that, that was fine. That was uh, very good. Uh, could you all see what he did there? Uh, he gets back about 10, 15 car lengths, uh, gets it up to around 60. <laughs> then he gets right behind her, bang, he slams on his brakes, he hits the horn at the same time. Uh, did you all see how the car went out of control there? <laughs> The, the, the minute she dove for the floorboard, it just kind of swerved into the light pole over there. Okay, uh, some of you want to extricate uh, uh, Mrs. Selkirk from the car? Just uh, roll down the window and crawl right out, Mrs. Selkirk. Uh, Mrs. Selkirk, I think this will be the last one. You'll be the woman with the packages on this one, all right? Okay, uh, Graham, on this one, I'm going to stand behind you because uh, you can't be expected to know this. It's going to take time and a lot of practice. All right, you want to get on the bus, Mrs. Selkirk? That's, all right, fumble, fumble for your change. All right, now start heading toward the back of the bus. That's it. All right, hit your accelerator. All right, hit the brake. Hit the accelerator again. Now your brake. All right, you see how she spun all the way to the front of the bus that time? Mm. Mm. That's, that's gonna take a little practice. A lot of times they'll grab a hold of another passenger. You may hit your brake too soon. All I can tell you is don't get discouraged. Uh, within five, six months, you'll have all of them spinning right to the front of the bus. Okay, now let's all get in our individual buses and uh, start practicing. And just remember, it's accelerator, brake, accelerator, brake. Okay, uh, uh, for, for homework tonight, uh, we're going to mispronounce the names of streets. This was another Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. I remember the night Mom was pounding on her drums. She called me to her side. She said, son, you're growing up. Pretty soon you're gonna drive. And daddy heard the commotion and came 
came in tap dancing, playing his six string. And they both looked at me and they said, son, before you get behind the wheel of a car, you listen to me. If you're texting while you steer, don't drive. If you've been drinking beer, don't drive. If you're talking on the phone, don't drive. If your tires are bald and it's starting to snow, don't drive. If your foot can't reach the pedal, don't drive. If you're wearing no apparel, don't drive. If you took an illegal prescription, don't drive. Understand your diction. Don't try. Don't speed. Don't read. Don't breathe. Don't tweet. Don't shave. Don't rave. Don't wave. Don't eat. And don't put no makeup on or shave. You know you're not supposed to do that. If you gotta do something you're not supposed to do, you can go ahead and step on my blue suede shoes. Ah, go ahead and scuff 'em up. If you're driving with your knees, don't drive. If while you roll, you eat, don't drive. If you don't know how to drive, don't drive. If you've been psychedelicized, don't drive. If you're kissing on your boo, don't drive. If the boo's kissing on you, don't drive. If you've been drinking at a bar, don't drive. If there's guns in the car, don't drive. Don't groom, don't shave, don't. In your ears, or rummage through your purse. Ugh, don't do that. Huh. If you won't do something you're not supposed to do, you can go ahead and talk on my food, man. Chew. Go ahead, I don't care. Watch me tear. If you feel like a nap, don't try. If there's a pooch on your lap, oh, it's dangerous and creepy. If you're feeling really wired, if your license is expired, don't you drive uh, around the town. You gotta do something you're not supposed to do. You can go ahead and. Step on my bluesway shoes, scuff 'em up. Then go ahead and pull on my Fu Manchu. Yeah. If you wanna do something, you wanna do something that's good. If you're feeling like any of that stuff, don't drive. Make sure you got a clear head. Ow.
Smith of Michigan, so when she hit the stand, everybody should be listening. She on that pair of buffs with the ice in them glistening. On behalf of the whole Detroit mission, throw the buffs on her face, cause that's Big Gretch. We ain't even about to stretch. We got Big Gretch at all. You can find her in the print under Big Gretch. Fresh in a new dress. Yeah, that's Big Gretch. Throw the buffs on her face, cause that's Big Gretch. We ain't even about to stretch. We got Big Gretch at all. You can find her in the print under Big Gretch. Fresh in a new dress. Yeah, that's Big Gretch. Pilots, get off of my lawn. We're trying to do a radio show down here. It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on. Go on, get out of here. It's time for the Tom Sumner.